0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Best Pictures Podcast. I'm Ian, and this is Maggie, and on this episode, we are doing the 24th Best Picture winner, An American in Paris.
1: An American in Paris is a 1951 musical inspired by the 1928 orchestral composition An American in Paris by George Gershwin. And
0: it's so good. Yes,
1: the music in this one, I mean, it's it's Gershwin pieces, like very good. I think you know, we'll go into it more. I think the lyrics for some of the songs suffered a bit, but the music itself is
0: yes, amazing. A plus.
1: Um, and it is about an American World War II veteran and starving artist, Jerry Mulligan, played by Gene Kelly, who falls in love with his close friend's fiance, played by Leslie Caron. As I mentioned, it stars Gene Kelly and Leslie Carone, um, as well as uh, Nina oh. Foch. Oh, no, it was Fosh. It was Fosh. Dang Nina it. We, Fosh. Practiced, we practiced ahead of time, too. I was like, it's probably Fosh. And then we looked it up and we we're like, oh, damn, it's Fosh. And I was like, I'm not going to mess this up. And I did immediately. It's fine. Um,
0: English is hard.
1: Yeah. I just <laughs> wanted to call her out because we loved her and her mm-hmm. character. Um, it is directed by Vincent Minnelli. The music is by George and Ira Gershwin. Gene Kelly did the choreography for it. And he ended up getting a special Oscar that year for his contribution as like an actor director singer performer choreographer artsy person basically yeah (laughs) um this is ranked number nine among the american film institute's greatest movie musicals i think ian and i might disagree with that a bit (laughs) i don't
0: think i've seen enough of the ones in the top 20 to be able to like give a good informed opinion on this i know you feel strongly that it is ranked too high there's
1: a couple that were ranked um like you know, farther back on that list that I was like, I think this was definitely better than American in Paris. But hey, that's just me. Um, <laughs>
0: well, but at least you know, like Singing in the Rain. Yeah. Well, and I believe and this Wizard was of Oz this was above it.
1: I think the third musical to win Best Picture it would have been Broadway Melody of 1929 mm-hmm. and Ziegfeld. I bet would count as the other one. It would have been Ziegfeld, right?
0: Was that really a musical though?
1: I think it counts because of the Follies numbers. Okay. Otherwise, what else was it?
0: I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I don't think there was another.
1: But I would say this is kind of probably the first of what we would think of as like modern movie musicals. Yeah, like
0: the quintessential mid-century musical.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It kind of is at like the beginning of that, like just plethora of musicals that are coming out, Mm especially particularly of MGM in like the 50s and early 60s. So we will have more episodes with musical winners. We're we're about to hit a stretch.
0: I'm not too... uh, I'm torn on that. Some of some of the musicals coming up, I love, and others, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not. I mean, it's like any other <laughs> genre,
1: right? There are ones you like, and there are ones you don't. We'll see where this one falls.
0: <laughs> Will we? I think we can tell where uh-huh. it falls.
1: <laughs> other awards that this was nominated for, it won for best set decoration. So deserved for color films. Um, this we're still where there's like splitting a lot of these mm-hmm. categories between black and white and color. I think it 100 percent deserves that. The set design is phenomenal in oh, completely throughout the agree. movie. Well, and
0: even even opening in on it and having well, one it was in color, so you know, that's, yeah, this that's is shocking. this is but another
1: one. This is our first color film since Gone with the Wind, which yeah. was back in 1939.
0: But it is beautiful.
1: It is. It is a very much like a visual treat, and I think you know, even outside of the musical numbers, like the set design was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk a lot about the musical numbers because you know it's a musical; they're a huge part of the story. <laughs> uh, it also won for best color cinematography. Which I would probably give it to that. I'm, I don't, like, nothing else is coming to mind from that year that I've seen that I mm-hmm. would be like, oh no, that's so much better.
0: Well, it was perfectly good from what I could tell, and it's some really nice framing and. A variety of shots there were a couple places especially like in the cafe that we saw where i think some of the kind of mediumish shots got a little boring but then they kind of would do some cool transitions yeah. with the well, camera they, that they made up do the for cool it
1: transitions and then they had those really awesome sets that i thought they blocked and worked very well around mm-hmm. it also won for best costume design for a color film which again like i'm fine with nothing else is coming to mind that would beat it i thought the costumes were really awesome they were really Agreed. vibrant and kind of took Advantage of that Technicolor yeah. kind of worked in that sort of fantasy musical setting mm-hmm. uh, because, again, you know, a lot of musicals of that era, you're talk- talking about a more heightened fantasy setting. You don't really get like gritty musicals in that era.
0: Yeah, that comes later. Yeah, that's definitely, that's <laughs> I'm definitely thinking like to later. Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Sweeney Todd,
1: the latest limit is mm-hmm. like those are definitely grittier stuff. I don't think we really see anything like that until like the 80s mm-hmm. with musicals. Uh, it also won for best music scoring of a musical picture, which
0: I'm I'm okay with I'm it. okay
1: with it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else like musical wise came out that year, and because I mean this wasn't really like an original orchestral piece for it, and like I said, I didn't well, like a lot of the lyrics.
0: The large dance number that happened.
1: Can you look up what year Seven Brides for Seven Brothers came out? Yes,
0: like the large dance number that happened at the end was. All Gershwin, and a lot of the stuff was like Gershwin inspired, and I think they did a fairly decent job at like emulating his his feel of the stuff. So that that I appreciated. It didn't
1: feel like there was ever like a harsh transition where you were like, "Oh, that's Gershwin, that's not Gershwin." Exactly. Like it did, it did meld well together. For best writing, story, and screenplay, it also won. Alan J. Lerner won, and I'm not a huge fan of that. I thought the story was weak. And I thought thought the story was the dialogue was hit or miss. Yes, the story is very thin. And it's as thin as Leslie (laughs) Caron.
0: And Leslie Caron is is very thin.
1: (laughs) Vincent Minnelli was nominated for best director but did not win, and it was also nominated for best film editing but did not win.
0: I yeah, I wish I had better context to decide how I felt about that, but I'm thinking. I'm okay yeah. with the way it turned out.
1: So other nominees from that year, I've actually not seen any of these, but Decision Before Dawn, A Place in the Sun, Quo Wattis, and A Streetcar Named Desire. And I believe the favorite for that year was A Streetcar Named Desire, which I need to watch because it's got Vivian Leigh, who I adore.
0: Well, and I've heard nothing but good things about it, yeah. which
1: makes, a, we'll, yeah, I mean, it's, we'll it's have to have a movie night a, for that. It's based on <laughs> a play. I want to say it's like a Tennessee Williams play or something. Somebody, yes. Okay, good. Whew. I was about to be really humiliated there. Um, is Ian frantically Googles to check that he just affirmed me correctly? But so we know for sure that like the writing and the plot. Okay, it is. Okay, good. I Whew. didn't
0: I didn't just like... We're not
1: complete idiots.
0: <laughs> Thank goodness.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so the characters and writing and stuff are going to be better in that. And I think that is really where like the crux of our issues with American in mm-hmm. Paris lie. Because let's just jump right into like our analysis and our watch notes. And I had the biggest problem with characters dialogue and performances Mm -hmm. and how it you know I said it's about this you know, American artist in Paris post-war who, like, falls for his friend's girl. But then there's also this, like, subplot of, like, him getting this, like, wealthy benefactor that, like, definitely wants to bang him.
0: We love Milo. My-
1: Milo, Ri- what was it? Milo Richards, played by uh, Nina Fosh.
0: Oh, it's, she's so good. But, yeah. She's so good.
1: But, like, the- they, kind of, they kind of drop that storyline a little bit. Like, it's not, they it's sort of do. woven in, but not super consistently. And then there's the character of the um composer who the concert pianist yeah the concert pianist who's never given a concert and like his character is fine but adam yeah there's a lot that i was kind of like but why is he here like there's this really cool and like you know we said it's really cool visually there's this Mm -hmm. really cool visual sequence of kind of showing him composing in his mind where it like fades out over his like, face of him as he's, like, lying in bed smoking a cigarette and it comes into, like, this, like, fantasy concert hall with, like, this really well-shot, like, in-stage, like, furious concerto mm-hmm. going on that he's, and like, he's, playing in and directing it. Yeah, in. he's
0: every single part and in the audience. And yeah. what they did with the set that I think was awesome, and they, you can see similar techniques to this in, like, the long dance scene in other places is they had this kind of like dreamlike, almost hellish color scheme in the lighting. It's and this very gigantic vibrant. Gigantic.
1: They use a lot of fog so that it's mm-hmm. very like hazy and dreamlike.
0: And you have these shadows of bass players up against the backdrop, which like give this like big imposing feel to the whole thing. And it I, I don't know. It, I loved that scene, but
1: But what why did it did have we care to do with the main plot? Him? Like it had nothing to do with the main plot at right. all. And it kind of like took us away from that main plot and honestly like 15 minutes in i looked at ian because we actually watched this one Mm -hmm. together and i looked at him and i was like what's the plot
0: (laughs) yeah so the introduction has us like with a voiceover of paris which i was kind of like oh my goodness so
1: this was actually interesting (laughs) to me because we just did all about eve Uh which also starts with a lot of very intense voiceover from multiple characters
0: but it's good but it works really really well in <laughs> all about eve it
1: was really long here mm-hmm. well it and wasn't it's... as well written exactly. it was just a data dump and an exposition dump the one thing i will give it because it introduces kind of our three main male characters mm-hmm. so gene kelly's artist the concert pianist adam, adam and um Henri burrell mm-hmm. who's this like performer who's kind of like started making it big now mm-hmm. and it the way each of them is introduced is they are doing their own voiceover introducing their character and it's like panning up like a building or down a street or something. And then there will, it will stop on like a window or in Henri's mm-hmm. case, like a mirror. And it's like, you see like some people who look like they live these really grand lives. And then they're like, Oh, that's not me. Mm-hmm. And then it will like pan up to the actual person Which I liked, like the parallels between their introductions, but they were just really long.
0: They were really long. But I will say, the way that those three introductory sequences were shot, I think are a good representative sample of uh, the rest of the film and really why it won the cinematography award that year. Because especially the one introducing Henri. With the street the way you're that you're like you,
1: from Henri's perspective mm-hmm, like as panning. the camera until you hit that mirror. Yeah.
0: And the fact that they, they used mirrors a couple times in like kind of an interesting way with mm-hmm. this. The other was when Henri was talking to um Lise. Uh, about Lise. Oh, yeah. yeah about and giving Lise. the introduction where it pans to a mirror and then we fade into four or yeah, five. Yeah, they're sitting at the cafe, it
1: pans to the mirror, and he would be like, She's very like this, and the guy's like, Oh, So she's, like, this thing, and then it would show, you know, in the frame, (laughs) like, some sort of dance segment that kind of, like, went with that, like, Mm -hmm. stereotype, which, like, Leslie Caron, amazing dancer. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so it would do a little vignette of that dance and then the guy, you know, Henri would be like, no, 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 she's actually like very sweet. And then she's doing this like sweet little <laughs> ballet and he's like, so she's boring. And then he's like, no, but like she's. She reads life, a lot. like the, or, or, Yeah, like she reads a lot or is she, studious or like the life of the party. And then it's like a sexy jazzy number uh-huh. and like it would kind of like jump around like that. And like that was kind of cool. But again, a little too long. Yeah, agreed. I thought agreed. that the dance sequences in this movie were really good but generally a little too long or...
0: And often misplaced.
1: Yes. And I... Do we want to hold off on... We'll hold off on talking about kind of the big finale number, but that one in particular just kind of, I think, was misplaced. I think the transition into it was not good. And I think they actually could have broken up that dance sequence, scattered it throughout the movie and then brought it all back together at the end yeah. in a way that would have been really, really cool.
0: Um, but, yeah, we get those introductions to the three characters. We have them in the cafe. They talk about Lise. So now we have most of the main They're characters. our squad. Our squad. Our squad. <laughs> um, Now, uh, to talk about Lise's, like, dance sequence, I did kind of like the way that they went through that and alternated the colors and kept you interested in that way. And, again, going back to it visually being amazing, that contributed to that. Yeah. I do think it's funny um how at the very end when Henri was talking about Lee he's like oh she's all of these things and then you see kind of a collage of all of the different dance numbers of um Quaron dancing
1: It hurt my eyes though.
0: It was very vibrant. I know they and were not going in with like a the way Technicolor that
1: like really
0: yeah. I mean I thought it, it was a fun concept, even if the execution was a little bit well, off.
1: Well it's also a fun thing that he can be like, Yes, she's all of those things because let's face it, the composer character a little sexist.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or a lot. I mean, we are <laughs> watching this forty years, 50, 60 Yeah. I will say this is later. this is
1: one that as a you know, the central plot is a romantic plot and there are several aspects of that relationship that do not hold up well under modern yeah. viewing.
0: Agreed. So again, this is about 15 minutes in and we're like, okay, where's the plot? Yeah, so what, what, we get what, some what awesome scenes of, jerry yeah, i know him jerry as Morgan. gene, it's we can call him gene. <laughs> but we get some awesome shots of him like carrying his artwork to his corner and he's like setting him up and yeah. gets heckled well i don't know if he's gets heckled no, by an american I, I think it's, but
1: oh it, there's like the art student who comes yeah. up and is like criticizing his stuff and he's kind of like look lady like
0: buy it or move on <laughs> yeah i don't really care
1: and then that's when we were introduced to the character of milo mm-hmm.
0: We come to love her. I was not impressed her, with this introduction. Yeah,
1: the first introduction of her, she came off very wooden. Yeah. Like the performance did. And yeah. it was I was like, this is not good. And it was one of those things where like Jean Kelly's such like a vibrant animated sort of like mm-hmm. natural easygoing performer that it like felt really awkward in contrast to that. Her yes. performance got a lot better as it like continued but for some reason that like introduction scene was very weird and yeah. stiff.
0: I, I would say that Gene Kelly did get some good material and writing in here so like yes. the the exchange they had about how he didn't know what the price was on his paintings was pretty delightful. Before. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was really And cute. so that was good and even uh, Milo's retort to his like oh you want me to come to your hotel she's like does it matter if it's far yeah uh, (laughs) because he was worried it was far yeah she Um, doesn't
1: quite have enough cash with her for like the price of the paintings that they settle on and she's like i have it in my hotel if you'll like come back to my hotel with me and he's like is it far and she's like do you care
0: (laughs) (laughs) so there that that's some Milo had some really great, like, comebacks there, to some of these There are some, like, so. nice
1: little interactions. And then, like, Gene Kelly periodically gets, like, these, like, nice, like, little paragraphs that are really witty and stuff. But, like, I would say in general I was not wowed by dialogue.
0: Agreed. So we get some more introduction of Milo um, after they get back to the hotel. So we see she motions for her car to come, which that's when Jerry's like, oh... This lady has money. Oh, yes,
1: she does. And she is interested in <laughs> She's living in Jerry. at the Ritz,
0: apparently. <laughs> so gorgeous kind of Rococo style. was it? Yeah. Um, apartment there where they're trying to figure out where to put the paintings she just bought. And she mm-hmm. invites him to, to dinner.
1: To a party. Uh,
0: well, she calls it a party. <laughs> she
1: calls it a party. It turns out it's a uh, one-on-one party.
0: <laughs> exactly. So this is how we know that Milo wants it. <laughs> it being jerry. but i love the interaction where we kind of get to understand that milo is has inherited all this wealth and she's kind of like it feels like she wants to be a patron of the arts in this yeah like scene. it's
1: it's one of those things where it's like she clearly like does want some sort of relationship something from jerry and then there's a scene later where one of her friends says something about how like oh what is it i wrote it down exactly let me <laughs> So her friend says, Milo, when are you going to stop getting yourself involved with young itinerant artists? (laughs) So like this is clearly a pattern for her. But I think there's also like a sense of her character where like she really does genuinely love art. Mm -hmm. And she does like genuinely want to also like patronize the art. She also just wants like... Jerry. Jerry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But before we get to the date, we get one of the first uh i actually think it's the second kind of musical dance number i got rhythm
1: oh yeah with the kids. This i think one this was is one cute. of my favorites i would me too for sure because it's
0: so cute because it leads it starts with him teaching english Jerry. to like the gaggle of kids that has kind of followed him um after he gets say, out of I milo's car i appreciated
1: that when they used french in mm-hmm. this movie they didn't really subtitle it they either like Just let it go as if, like, you know, you should get the gist of what we're saying by, Mm -hmm. like, the way we're interacting. Or they would, like, if it was a short phrase, they would, like, say it in French and then say it in English. And I was like, you know what? Like, that was kind of nice. Like, it wasn't distracting with the subtitles. You wove in the actual language a bit. like.
0: Well, and then you get this it wonderful worked. moment where he's trying to teach kids English, yeah, and, it's and really gets cute. to sing a song and, and tap dance the, like a boss. I got rhythm, yeah, yeah.
1: We got. I was a little worried because in my mind, the iconic image of American in Paris is the Toulouse-Lautrec painting, mm-hmm. where he's like doing a lot of the like modern dance stuff, and um, I prefer my Gene Kelly tap dancing.
0: Well, you got a lot of tap I dancing did get Gene get Kelly, a lot so. of tap dancing Gene Kelly, which <laughs> made me really happy. So that that was delightful. I think. In terms of the short musical numbers, that was probably my favorite, but mostly Same. because I love that song so much. Yeah, it's much. a
1: good song.
0: It's so jazzy. Love it so much. Anyway, I'm I'm getting beside it's myself. But yeah, um, I would say even though I love it, I don't – I would miss it because I would miss it. But in the context of the film, I'm kind of like, why necessary. was that here?
1: <laughs> it didn't It didn't convey anything important to the plot.
0: Exactly. In fact, it was just like a nice little sideshow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like that Which, is all this was. I think it's kind of telling as far as, you know, we we're talking about kind of the... I'm going to say the quality of like the songs, like the stuff that they sing mm-hmm. to kind of separate it from like the Gershwin score and like the score that wove into the Gersh- mm-hmm. Gershwin score. So the songs were not the best. And the fact that of the songs, the one that did not actually pertain to or move the plot forward in any way is the best song <laughs> is telling.
0: Yes. Well, it, it almost harkens back to um, going my way, in yeah. a sense, where well, it's like... Oh, they're better than going my way. Oh, the they're better than going my way. than
1: going my way, but...
0: It's the way that they were used. So yeah. like, I didn't feel like so many... I, I, I would listen to Bing Crosby sing all day. Period. But again, the songs in Going My Way yeah. didn't really move the plot at yeah. all. Well, maybe one or two did. But anyway.
1: But you get the gist.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So um, now the next big scene that we have is in this jazz club where we discovered that it's not a party. It's a date between Milo and basically
1: Jerry. jerry's like uh, i'm not an escort and she's like silly person i didn't want to use you as an escort uh, Glad i do if he had said yes though i'm sure she would have been fine with it but like she's basically like i do actually want to like patronize your mm-hmm. art like and i have connections and i can actually help you and so then they decide to like go to this club that's like he's like something more in my price range but and like Milo's down. She's like so down. She's like, we'll go to this place and like is it's Montmartre that they're going, which Montmartre it was like the Bohemian neighborhood of Paris particularly in like the twenties and thirties mm-hmm. where you would have a lot of American expats like Hemingway and like Fitzgerald like writers and artists hang out there and stuff um and then once that got a little overrun by the tourists they all moved the next door to so Montparnasse which is easier to say <laughs> but sadly they are all in Montmartre this time so that is what we I'm will be I'm not gonna saying. attempt
0: that because my French all sounds like Spanish sorry. A French person once <laughs> told
1: me my French accent was good and I will take it I think they were just being nice <laughs> but I will take it.
0: But this is we we get An introduction. Well, one, we get to understand the full depth of Milo's connections once we're here. So she's like rubbing elbows with magazine illustrators, newspaper editors, like folks that can make things happen. So
1: like when she says that she can set up a show for Gary, she can and she will. We think she will she's like, like by the end of
0: the film you know, we have no idea if yeah, the show actually that happened it's true that's a big gripe never of mine, shows the show i digress I'm
1: gonna, assume, <laughs> I'm gonna assume milo was was true to her word
0: probably but then she was like dropped him like hot potato once he paid her back <laughs> yeah and then she
1: just moved on to her next itinerant artist
0: exactly itinerant to the max
1: actually in my mind Mar- milo like takes on that composer dude
0: oh that would be great yeah I actually they had like they had
1: that. one exchange that we'll talk about later in like kind of, the, one of the another last good scenes writing that was like a, a witty little exchange
0: but we finally get a in-person introduction to Lise. so this is she, we did kind of see her dancing mm-hmm.
1: but um, you know it was leslie chrome but it was like somebody's description exactly. of Leslie. exactly so it's not like actually
0: lease yeah. um so I, she's
1: i have to say again with a set design on this though i love the set design of this like little club they had what looked like mimics of like cave paintings on the walls Mm -hmm. which were cool it was like so crowded and cramped um because they like filled that little of extras which i love that they did that they were so good at like filling space and then the way that they had the table set up so that jerry sees lee so he bumps into her in this like really crowded Mm -hmm. place and then he's at a table with milo and her three friends in the foreground and then like just catty corner back left of them is the table where Lisa's is at. And they have Leslie Caron positioned so that she is perfectly visible between Jerry and yes. Milo.
0: And the costuming is amazing because it sets the way that they used it to contrast the, po- well, as I put it, the points of interest within the frame as opposed to just the crowd meant... That the characters didn't get lost in all of the chaos that was going on mm-hmm. behind them in this jazz club, well,
1: and for Lise and Jerry, they both used a lot of white, mm-hmm. or they would put him in a really dark suit to set yeah. him out. But they used a lot of white for both of them that would really make them pop against these like very vibrant sets and the vibrant costumes of and other connect characters.
0: them as love interests, which yeah, is
1: true.
0: I'm, um, but yeah, to say that set, the set had amazing depth, amazing levels. And again, the costume design in this area was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Milo's dress in Ugh. this scene,
1: Milo, She's amazing. Always dressed. I amazingly. wish she didn't have
0: the fluffles on the hip. I support but... the hip
1: fluffles. <laughs> amazing. That's
0: a new word I made up.
1: I support it's it. It's like fluff and I'm ruffles, here for it. but
0: <laughs> um, it was still good. So this is where though we get a bit of like, I soured on the entire relationship between. Um, Lise and Jerry. This is
1: where, as I mentioned earlier, kind of the romantic plot of this movie and the way that Jerry and Lise interact does not hold up well to modern viewing. Yeah. Because there is very much the idea of she is very not interested at first and like actively asks him to leave her alone and like. Never call her again and like gives him a fake number, and then like the person at the table with her blows it. She's like, This is my number, and he's like, No, it's this, isn't it? And we're like, You idiot! (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, the idea that like Jerry just keeps pursuing Mm -hmm. her and he like shows up at her place of work and like wears her down and eventually charms her and wins her over it's a very icky premise. And agreed like, well and the Gene way that Kelly's he in the thing separates is her
0: from her friends to like yes. go dance with her and she's yes. like i want to go back she says that like three times that would
1: freak me God. the fuck out if like i was in that position like that would be scary and mm-hmm. it's one of those things that like again it doesn't hold up to modern viewing and that's very much i feel like an antiquated idea of romance where like yeah. you have the guy who just like pursues 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 and then like eventually like the girl's gonna be standoffish but she'll come around like it's not really how that works yeah in real life in a lot of movies yes but not in real life and it was very telling to me how well how badly that held up because gene kelly is so charming Mm -hmm. that even him doing it like he's very charming and not like never seems threatening right but it still was so icky and i was like that to me shows you how badly that concept holds up because oh yeah i'm like i'm even it's making me even sour on like gene kelly (laughs) not like him as a person but like his performance and like that's very hard to do for me like i'm a huge gene kelly fan Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. so as maggie said he calls her at her work and she's like don't fucking call me again well she doesn't say it that way but she meant it that way (laughs) actually Um, they
1: drop the f-bomb in this musical it's really shocking (laughs)
0: Hey, it made it past the code sensor board, so I've...
1: Yeah, we're technically still in code. I forget sometimes that we're still in code, though, because all the movies have been like this for so long.
0: Mm-hmm. You just don't... Yeah. We are lobsters boiling I in a pot. I thought we
1: had some nudity in this movie, but I think the person was just in a skin-colored unitard under their gauzy black-and-white fabric.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no nudity. I know. For a minute, no I was butts. like, wait a minute, and then it was like, <laughs> no. Um... But that, yeah, that annoyed the shit out of me. I did love, however, how that was kind of flipped when Milo just shows up out of the blue at the cafe after Jean had made that phone call when I like to release.
1: Yes. And he's sitting in the cafe and we see, he like looks up and we see her car mm-hmm. and then it cuts back to him and Milo sitting down. And I was kind of like, get it girl. But again, <laughs> like, but he, to be fair. <laughs> to defend Milo. <laughs> he had not asked her to leave him alone. They had a fight coming oh, back exactly. from the club. I'm very
0: confident saying this is not a double standard right here.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either.
0: They're still like business associates.
1: Yeah, like she's she comes back and she's like, no, I'm still willing to work with you. Like we can forget about the fight we had the night before because she got emotional mm-hmm. about him clearly being into lease.
0: Well, and that was another glorious shining writing moment where... He's like, oh, you're stuck with the paintings then. No, I still like the paintings. (laughs) Yes, yes, I like that. It made
1: me me laugh. That was great. But, like, the idea where she's like, no, like, if you're willing to forget about that, then, Mm -hmm. like, I'm willing to and we can still move forward. And he's like, you know what? Like, yeah, I'm willing to. So.
0: Yeah. So another. So to go on another list of gripes about the lease, Jerry, like, pairing, he's at her place of work is interfering with a sale with a customer who, like, this customer's husband...
1: Apparently, he's very particular about the way she smells, because Lise works in a perfume store.
0: Yeah, I didn't get that. Anyway, the rapid 180 that Lise just takes in the middle of that scene. I don't get, I
1: think the whole idea is that the setup that like Jerry comes in and like, yeah, he's like kind of bothering her and annoying her. And then he like helps with the sale. Like this lady's being super Mm -hmm. indecisive and he's like, Oh, well like maybe I can provide like the male perspective on this. And Mm -hmm. so she like has him smell each of the perfumes and he's like, Oh, definitely this one. Like your husband will love it. And so like he's kind of showing that he's like charming and helpful. And I guess that's somehow supposed to win her over. I don't know. Well, and I think—is it obvious that men wrote those?
0: <laughs> um, yes. Also, I think this was Corrin's performance here. I think is where I kind of lost it because there was no, there was no. I don't like,
1: really like her and Gene Kelly together. I did not think yeah, they had a lot of chemistry. Match his, he is like, a very charming yes. energy. Well, he's a very energetic performer, and like I don't want to say cartoonish, but it is a little exaggerated. -hmm. A lot of his performance, but it comes off as just very enthusiastic and energetic, a little exaggerated. Hers was not. She seemed a little stilted and wooden a lot of times. I mean, she had some really beautiful moments, Mm -hmm. but.
0: Like her dancing?
1: Mostly the dancing, but like there were some lines that she delivered very nicely, Mm -hmm. and she would have some very nice, like. Facial expression right. work and stuff. But, but
0: here I needed more of that, like, softening on... like in, Yes. How, maybe some, like, close-ups of her observing him, like, being really nice and charming and, like, softening her facial expression a little bit. In
1: general, like, their interactions felt weird. But, like, not in a way that was, like, seemed appropriate for the characters in the right. plot. Like, it just, it just... There was no chemistry there. Mm-hmm.
0: Agreed. Completely agreed. They were... <sighs> wooden is how i would describe her like acting side
1: yeah and i mean she was very young when she got this part i think Mm -hmm. she was like what 20 or something like she was very young and the character is supposed to be like pretty young so like you know no no shade to leslie Caron.
0: she's impressive we're gonna
1: do another of her films later Gigi, Gigi. which isn't one of my favorite films but like she you will be able to tell how much she has grown as a perform like a film performer thank god
0: So um, we get another musical interlude after this beautiful scene. Do we? I honestly spaced I, out. So no, no, much no. The I music. like I was tracking this because this one actually I, I think made sense because this is where Jerry's coming back to Adam's place. Adam's trying to compose, and Jerry's being an asshole and interrupting He's love,
1: him. I love Ian. I love the way <sighs> they shot between the two apartments because they look oh, across the hall from each other, so they had the doors open and you could see like Adam in the foreground working on the mm-hmm. piano, trying Jerry, to work. Trying to work. <laughs> Jerry's like singing as he like. Uh, ch- changes or at least starts to change. Yeah,
0: but this is again we get some really fun interaction between Adam and Jerry here. Jerry like tap dances on the piano, poor piano, like does some really fun things with like the door frame with tapping and and all of that. So all in all, really fun number. Not my favorite, but
1: I don't yeah. know.
0: I could have got. I I don't think it would have reduced the efficacy of the movie as a whole to remove it.
1: I, we already knew he was smitten.
0: So, exactly. Exactly. We didn't need to have it, like, drilled into us with yeah. tra-la-la. I'm in love. <laughs> so, it, yeah. 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 Anyway, we now get the date, the first date, which I'm like,
1: Ugh. With him and- Him and please. And at this point, we've, like, firmly established that she is his friend's uh, almost fiancé. They're not, like, quite engaged, but they're, like, engaged to be engaged. Yeah. Kind of deal. Um, and yeah, they they meet at this cafe. She's really nervous and stuff. And they end up walking kind of down by the Seine.
0: And same complaint I had earlier, I have here. There was the some nice flip dialogue there. The from hesitant there, but... to all in on this date. Well, I think the thing with the cafe was that
1: she didn't want to be in a spot where she could be seen. I think that so it was agreed that she was like, I don't want to be.
0: But even like down by the river, immediately she goes from this kind of I think dour is how I would describe it. Like she just seems stone like stone cold air to smiley and bubbly and excited
1: bother me as much because he has some really nice dialogue kind of as she starts to like open up a bit and like they've moved from like the table in the front Mm -hmm. on the street on the busy street where like she might be like something deserted yeah to something that's like more private and like she doesn't have to worry about like running into her fiance or someone else she knows and like can kind of I guess like process her own emotion like mm-hmm. that I like that made more sense to me than like the stuff in the perfume shop see
0: i get it but i also wanted to see some internal conflict because this scene comes right after we see that she's dining with Henri. well see i thought we got internal go i thought to, we got the internal
1: conflict in the dining scene
0: yeah but she says that she's gonna see him at the show yeah see like, his show that but she's going to a conflict- movie well she's I like i'm
1: know. going to a movie and she says something that's like I might miss the show and he's like, you know, I'd love for you to be there. She's like, well, then I'll go to the show and he's like, but if you don't make it, like it's fine. So I I took that as her being like the like no, 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 no. What am I doing with this like other guy? Like no, no, no. I want to go to his mm-hmm. show. And then he's like, well, if you can't make it, it's fine. So then she's kind of like, well, if that's fine. Okay. Then I could like With
0: that reading, I could be I felt it, like we got more. But... I mean, it wasn't it could
1: have been more explicit it could have been clearer to the audience mm -hmm. that was the way I'm reading it I could also be projecting some of like my own like that is maybe how I would feel in that situation like you know Mm -hmm. I could be projecting some of my own stuff into that but like we
0: know how you like to introduce plot
1: I (laughs) when there isn't plot Ian I have to fill it with something
0: (laughs) that was not a read of you I'm like I love it
1: If, if a background story is not provided for me, I will fill that in. <laughs> play play the, video games with me. Sometime. Oh my gosh,
0: it's amazing. Your Skyrim character, Karen.
1: She's got a lot of background story. None was provided, I had to fill
0: it in myself. <laughs> um, but also, like the hand holding and the touching. Like that they had they yeah they got
1: to physical contact really quickly
0: right and not like heavy petting no, 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 physical no, 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 no. contact not just like, like holding hands like and it I'm was like
1: sweet but it was something where I was like there's still like a lot of stuff up in the air with this relationship right. like it's still very new like yeah that seemed very quickly to be like holding hands or at one point she has like her hand on his or like on her knee and he mm-hmm. reaches for it and is like holding her hand like it was there was a lot of interfering they with each other's personal familiar. space and very I, like, familiar yes yes it felt too familiar for that early in their relationship
0: yeah agreed so this is again just are
1: we prudes
0: no (laughs) we just want there to be like a logical progression to a relationship
1: should we hold hands the rest of this are we going to interdigitate (laughs) (laughs) we're too far away to properly (laughs) hold hands oh my goodness
0: but the the ending to that scene was so well we got a, a gorgeous pretty enough dance number where they do dance beautifully. Yes. I know you don't like ballet Gene I, Kelly, but
1: I he's not it's not that I don't like him. He's just not my favorite Gene yeah, Kelly that's and fair. every time I watch ballet Gene Kelly all I can think of is we could be watching tap dancing Gene Kelly. Like,
0: yeah, 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 that's fair. <sighs> that's but it. like all I could think of when she rapidly runs away I was like, "Okay, Cinderella, it's struck midnight. Time to go see your like normal life. Your fi- I guess. Your, your, your fiance to fiance, not fiance. I don't know what we're going to call him. Um and then the face smooshing. <laughs> face smooshing?
1: <Not laughs> like, really I can't like even call it kissing. It was like face
0: smooshing. <laughs> again, I'm, I'm just going to roast their relationship because I am not here for oh, it. Neither
1: of us are on board with this relationship, though. And we'll get to it. I think the end of the movie really determined how we ended up feeling about it. Because if oh, all yes. of this had gone on, and I feel like <laughs> – spoiler – I feel like if they hadn't ended up together and it had ended up as like the kind of this failed romance uh-huh. and at the end they each go their separate ways and then it would kind of end with like a something like circular to the plot oh and the way gosh. the movie started, that then fit- I think it would have been really good and I think it would have actually reshaded how I thought of most of the movie and I think it would have been a lot more powerful instead of having it as this like love at first sight like she doesn't really like him but she ends up falling for him and then there's obstacles but they get together in the end and it's beautiful and we're not going to tie up any of these loose ends any of them then I think it would have been a lot more like impactful and I think we would have ended up probably, you know. I'm not sure where you're ranking it, but I think I would have definitely ranked it higher on my list if they had oh, kind yeah. of handled that differently.
0: It, it had it been a vignette about like if it had <laughs> if it had been more like Greece, because they don't end up together in the end, yeah, right? They do. They do. They do. That they fly that away sequence in the car, at the end is like a dream the car to me. Flies. Well, let me let me back up. Let me let me take that comment back. Um, like the surreal feel to all of the musical numbers would have yes. made sense. It's because like, it's okay, like, this yeah. is a dream in Paris it's like, that we it's had like, but was This is an lost. ideal
1: Ugh. dream-like love. You know, it's that like, you know, love at first sight, rush in, you're all in. Mm-hmm. You're almost overcommitted Then the familiarity, like the quick familiarity wouldn't have right. felt weird. And then it's like, okay, but like, that's not a real relationship mm-hmm. because, like, the entire time I was like, I was like, what happens when all this is over? Like, and you're
0: no longer sneaking around
1: because, like, we don't really get a good sense of what they are as a couple. Right? And it's like now you have to like actually have a relationship and like you have to deal with the fact that like he is a starving artist with like no money and you work behind a perfume counter and like yeah, the realities Reality's of your daily the life, like. It- You know, it's such a dreamlike setup with all the musical numbers and the surrealist nature. I think you're exactly right that if it had ended up as like not working out in the end to where kind of like the whole thing was like this dreamlike idealized Mm -hmm. version of something kind of like how it is a dreamlike idealized version of Paris. Exactly. Which I think it was criticized or at least since, you know, I don't know if at the time because at the time it was very, very well received. Yes. Mm -hmm very well received and you know and since then people are like you know it's a very idealized version of paris which it is and it's like very cartoony and very stylized um at first you and i were kind of like we're not entirely sure what era this is set in we're like is it was he a veteran of the first world war or the second world war like i can't yeah really it was tell. hard to place but like that would have felt so much more appropriate mm-hmm. with like a more postmodern ending yeah
0: totally agreed so but alas, we are not in the I postmodern could a paper era. Paper on this, man. Yeah, You could. <laughs> so we get another fun musical number, a la Ziegfeld Follies. Which <laughs> Maggie said during this, and I love it.
1: Because you've got, there's like this like pile of girls, like like, like with the Ziegfeld, where they're just like holding these various pieces to make like this massive mm-hmm. candelabra.
0: You have to be ripped to be a set piece. Oh, my God. They look heavy. And like,
1: I'm sorry, but like holding shit, even if it's light and yeah. you're holding it, it for takes, a long time, mm-hmm. that's hard.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so it, I
1: was just like, props to those women in their strength,
0: <laughs> both
1: inner and outer, yeah. because it also takes a lot of inner fortitude to just sit there and hold something forever, <laughs> at least for me personally. Or to stay on stage Maybe dead a for a long time. Um, <laughs> it's harder than you would think, especially when you died uncomfortably. <laughs> um,
0: and again, this we then get that weird interlude with the concert that we referred to earlier, which I'm like, eh, weird. But anyway, but the main big... Plot point next is that we find that Milo is a hundred percent in on Jerry's art. She okay. has him get this gorgeous like workspace. Well, she's
1: hundred percent in on Jerry's art and hundred and ten percent in on Jerry. Oh,
0: <laughs> does Jerry <laughs> Milo know this? still wants it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which, frankly, Ian and I the entire time were rooting for the Milo Jerry pairing. It would have been I thought so they much had better. more chemistry. They I did. thought that they were like more fun characters. Because, like, Lisa's, Lisa's fine. I liked her sass at the beginning, but then she, like, folded really fast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, you're not want as that. fun.
0: I wanted her to be stronger. I just
1: wanted fun people who behave badly.
0: <laughs> um, but this is when they agree that, okay, we're going to Quo- do the exhibition. And, oh, well.
1: Well, and Jerry's kind of mad because he's like, it's in a month, like, and he has it's not like he doesn't have any painting, he has a lot of paintings because he's not Well, but shit. then we get
0: the whole like montage of him making a bunch more paintings, which those paintings were at best banal. Like, come on.
1: Whatever. He's, <laughs> people are gonna buy them because is gonna be like, Hello, my friends, buy this. Cause I wanna sleep with Gene Kelly.
0: <laughs> but like, it's
1: one of those things where he's like fresh, he's like, I'm not ready for it. And she's like, Well, don't you wanna do this? And he's like, Yes, but I want to do it when I'm ready. And she kind of like a roundabout makes this point of like you're basically not going to be ready until you do it. Like Mm -hmm. how long is it going to take for you to decide you're ready? Like if you, this is what you want, you have to do it. You can't, it's not going to be like perfect. Mm -hmm. Like you just got to do it. And you like, it's a process basically. And I was like, I like that. And I like that there's somebody being like, you're not going to have, which, Oh, if the ending had been different too, that would have been so much stronger. Cause then Mm -hmm. it's the idea of like, it's not going to be perfect. And you have to like, do it and be okay with that in order to like do the things you want to do yep
0: so i i sense that we should maybe try and remake american in paris
1: (laughs) it would be tough because you're not because like also gene kelly choreographed the whole thing and his choreography is insanely good. good and i'm sorry but there's just at least as far as i'm aware and like the main actors and actresses who would get cast in this Mm -hmm. there is no one who is like that skilled at dancing
0: well who says it has to have dancing
1: but i feel like that works to the surrealist nature of it
0: it does (laughs) you're right you're right
1: it'd be like a better la la land (laughs) yes i threw shade at la la land come at me deserved
0: um (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, it just cracks me up, the incidental, like, comments you make sometimes. I've had, I've had a mimosa um, before recording, well, <laughs> while recording this, so that's
1: why I'm super sassy today.
0: Oh, yeah. So, um... The next of the like the remainder of the film minus the dance number starts to be kind of the unraveling. Yes, and we're
1: now. we're breaking that out because this dance number is seventeen minutes long. It is more
0: than ten percent of the film,
1: and it just happens. Yes, so, so we'll we're, get to it. We're but... going to break that out separately and look at that separately because we kind of want to wrap up like mm-hmm. the actual plot.
0: Oh, <laughs> the thin amount of plot. The, thin, the um, thin thin amount of plot. So somehow we get the the Adam and Henri and Jerry back together at. The castle. Oh, yeah. And Jerry's
1: like, there's another musical number, but Jerry's like, I'm in love with this girl, but then. And Henri's like, I am too. And. Yeah, Henri's like we're actually getting married because he has been offered a tour of the U.S. Yeah. and he like tells Lise, he's like if I go, like you can, we can get married and you can then come mm-hmm. with me and that would be like a really cool honeymoon. And she agrees because she is conflicted between him and Jerry. I think for her, Jerry's like this like whirlwind romance that just happened, mm-hmm. and then you know Henri's like this person who
0: her father protector who saved her during World War Two.
1: Yeah, like he, he, yeah, he did hide her. Her parents asked him to hide her during World War II because they were resistance fighters, and they did. Because she was a child. But Like, yes, there's a little icky stuff about their relationship. Very icky it's, stuff. We don't know how old Henri is, but like the fact that like he theoretically knew her as a child, yeah. and was at least old enough to like hide a child from Nazis. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like one thing if you have an age gap and meet as adults. It's yes. another thing if there's an
1: age or if yeah. like you're the same age and you grew up together that's right but like if there's an age gap and one of the people like the older person met the younger person when the younger person was like a kid or a teenager Mm -hmm. that's gross
0: yeah yeah i think so
1: and like it is very much like like that is kind of their relationship and she feels like she owes a lot to him um so including marriage (laughs) yeah which we're like gratitude and love is not the same thing (laughs) but uh you know that aside I think it's like, you know, there's also the indecision because there's like a whirlwind romance and there's a person who she knows very well. Mm -hmm. So there's like that dynamic too. She knows Henri very well, but doesn't know his friend Jerry, the artist. Like, I I know that feels weird to me.
0: But Adam knows what's going on. So this whole number about how it's so great and wonderful that Henri and because Jerry Because Henri sing?
1: tells Jerry, he's like, mm-hmm. no, you go to her. You tell her you love her. She tells you, you that she loves you. Then you oh tell God. her you want to marry her. And then she says yes. And then you're in love forever. That's so realistic like, right there. It's, it's exactly like what happens, a right? relationship what happened microcosm. with you and Patrick.
0: Obviously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> love at first sight in a Parisian cafe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think we did technically get engaged in Paris.
1: No. Did you? I don't know. I know that you told me, like, several weeks after you got engaged, at like a concert we were at, as and you the just, were going as the down. lights were going down, you were like, "Oh, look!" waved your ring in my face, and then I was like, "What the fuck?
0: I can't even say anything now. I
1: can't do anything." And I had to wait for intervention. Maybe that was deliberate. Oh, no, fuck you.
0: Speaking of unrealistic relationships, no. <laughs> So yeah, that whole song was like tinged with dramatic irony, like where we know exactly what's going on and it's But like, somehow oh.
1: didn't care that much. Yeah.
0: No, <laughs> we we really don't. So we finally get Lise meeting up with Jerry.
1: She's like, I'm gonna get, get married. married. And then he's like Done, done. I kinda dun. liked this though, where he was like, it took like, you could tell it hurt him. And then he was like, Okay, no, like that's that's fine. Um, because like I have this patron lady
0: yeah he's basically and, trying like, to I make owe himself her a lot. okay with that
1: yeah like he's he's definitely like putting up a front and he even like goes to milo where she's wearing this amazing caftan robe and she's just we're just like she's so elegant and wonderful jerry why won't you just be with milo yeah it feels more appropriate you're seen more on the same level you have chemistry it's just she like, has ugh. money I'm trying not to make that like the reason they should get together. Well, it's not the reason. One of us isn't a cold-hearted bitch, and it's me. (laughs) Excuse you. You know it's true. I'm on the side of true love. True love between between Milo and Jerry. Um,
0: Only Milo and Jerry. I was going to
1: say, the relationships in this movie are so weird in any way that like I'm allowed to be on whatever side I want to be on.
0: Hey, that's fine. There are no sides in this film. It's really true. <laughs> um, so yeah, this at this point, it's clear that, okay, Jerry's going to make a go with Milo. In whatever capacity it is. We don't really know.
1: Yeah, he, he's clearly hurting, decides to throw himself into that. They yeah. go to this <sighs> party. <gasps> I want
0: to go to this party. Me too. The it set so alone hopping. was amazing. So it's, it's like, like black a black and white, and white
1: ball costume ball.
0: Bo arts ball, something like so that. So like
1: yeah, it's like the student ball or something for the art school. It's and amazing.
0: Everybody Everyone's in, in these, in, like, black, these and crazy white black and white yeah. costumes, the
1: set is entirely black and white. There is this one girl who like jumps off a balcony and a guy catches her and just it happens multiple her. times. And it's like, Gene
0: Kelly catches somebody. It's
1: fucking legit. This girl just jumping off a balcony. Oh, yeah. Like I'm pretty sure no harness. Like I was just like, what the fuck?
0: It was like the fifties. Nobody no cared about safety. <laughs> <laughs> did OSHA <Ocean laughs> even exist then? <laughs> so true. I don't think seatbelts
1: were a thing in that time. No, so like. they were not. <laughs> but, like for most of that sequence, I was just hung up on the like that one like millisecond shot because I was just like, What? How, yeah, but Is sort she of like okay? the jazz
0: club, they did an amazing job with giving a set that could give us a bunch of depth, many levels, and packing it in a way that made it amazingly like effective in terms of us understanding that they're these like small little people in this giant city, yeah. like enjoying the roaring post-World War Two, well, And, like, because of the, of the 20s, way but... they filled
1: those <laughs> sets, all of the sets looked, like, kind of cozy and small, mm-hmm. but also gigantic at the same time. Like, it was this weird... Yeah. It was a cool visual effect. ...visual effect. Yeah, it was the... I don't know if there's an Oscar for, like, the way you use extras, but, like... <laughs> It was it was so well done. It was really
0: good. It was really 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 good. So I'm I'm very here for it. Um, and this is as Maggie mentioned earlier, where we get some really great banter between Milo and Adam, the pianist.
1: They're like at like the champagne table, and uh, My- I can't remember what Milo says, but she says something. He says that she introduces himself. Adam says he's like a friend of Jerry's, and she's like, "Oh, I know Jerry's. So they cheers to Jerry." And then he says something about jerry's patron who has more nerve than she does money oh. and milo there's like a look on milo's face and then i god this is why i love milo she's like uh for your for, just so you know like i'm jerry's patron and then he goes adam goes just so you know i knew that <laughs> and i was like i love
0: it at this moment this we is were why, like, Okay, they should this get is together. why
1: the sequel for me is milo and adam mm-hmm.
0: they'd be a lot better and instead of doing art they do music which i'm like visual art, they do music. So yeah. I am,
1: and they like all on board with that. Start to set that up at the end because they have like that witty exchange, and then he's been like so grumpy about women the whole time that you're like, mm-hmm. oh. Then the second story, like if there was a sequel, it would be like this guy who hates women deciding that he doesn't hate women because of this one like yeah quirky woman. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the that's the sequel cliche that would be happening, yeah. which is also riddled with problems. Well. But, like, like, but you know, but we're
0: remaking a film from nineteen fifty, right? right. But like
1: they, and then she's like, "Oh, he's like a concert pianist," and mm-hmm. Jerry's like, "Oh, but he's never given a concert," and they like laugh about it. But they they're like almost setting up inklings that like mm-hmm. that's gonna happen, but then they never. So hey, take anybody it to about fruition. to make a
0: film, here is a fun reinterpretation <laughs> beyond us at this point. But um, we get some an, another really I. I loved the way that this scene was acted where the two couples meet. So this Mm -hmm. is where Milo and Jerry quote unquote meet Lise and Henri.
1: Yeah. Henri like introduces Jerry to Lise and Jerry acts like, yeah, he's like, nice to meet you. Like this is Milo. I think he says Miss Richards, but I'm like, yeah. to call her Milo because it's such a badass name. <laughs> I love that name for that character. That's part of the reason I love that character so much is because I'm like, what it's a, a great, great name. character name. Well,
0: and the way they were costumed here really did service to setting apart milo and Lise in this scene so Lise is kind of in a like the way she has all of the tool and flowers and very stuff makes her very young, young. And girly exactly whereas
1: milo's dressed and much more like the sophisticant
0: oh my gosh with the earrings and the beautiful furs phil diamond cuff and the furs it was she was grand everything she, wears. she was grand so like it was really good so that was the, the reactions that we saw there I think were some of the better ones in the yes, film. Yes so, well and
1: then Milo's like vaguely recognizes Lisa and she's like who is that I swear I've seen her and then Jerry decides to come clean to Milo where mm-hmm. he's like that's the girl from the cafe like all this stuff like I'm so sorry like this is the situation mm-hmm. and I'm like finally honesty but like.
0: she, Oh my god her exit was classy as it's hell though. so good. I'm she gonna she just go goes, have some champagne. Yeah she's like
1: I'm just gonna go have some champagne and I was like Milo is such a class act and I love her and it's okay Milo you can do better than Jerry he's about to make a really bad decision (laughs)
0: and fyi that's the last time we see milo
1: yeah just just to
0: like level set we
1: didn't get her like making out with the composer in a closet somewhere like but would
0: that have been classy
1: no exactly
0: (laughs) (laughs) she would have made out with him in her ritz carlton penthouse you're right you're right i'm so
1: sorry i'm
0: so sorry um but then we we get this balcony scene between jerry and Lise. and Lise is so flat here so flat, I just can't.
1: Well, and he's sketched like um, this little sketch. At the point, was it the Champs Elysees going to the Arc de Triomphe? I, maybe
0: I'm trying to. Re- it's very stylized, yes. so I'm not exactly sure. It was like I a couple the horse Arc de Triomphe statues was in the distance. Anyway, some Parisian landmark.
1: But he's in this little sketch. Lise comes up. They kind of have it out, and she's like, "I'm going to marry Andre."
0: Tears up the picture and runs in away. half. Perfectly in half.
1: It wasn't perfectly in half. It was was pretty close. It was in half. And then, meanwhile, we discover that Andre was smoking a cigarette on the balcony, and he has overheard this all.
0: Yes, that was some gorgeous cinematography, though. Yes. Um, Like even though it's a color film, I love that they decided to go with a black and white ball. I have to say,
1: I. First, I thought it just had cut to another weird shot of Gene Kelly because oh, really? they had similar haircuts and they're both in similar oh, outfits. Oh no. I and and almost I immediately like, got it was oh. on no, I, I got it after a second, but for like a minute there, I was like, <laughs> I'm a like that was a weird jump cut, and I was like, oh no, never mind. But because they're dressed so similarly and mm-hmm. they're similar haircuts, yeah, that's and fair. They're both brunettes. So
0: Henri knows. Henri knows. He knows. And we get some beautiful- No,
1: I hoped so though. (laughs) (laughs) A dance duel? Oh man, only in my dreams. Oh my
0: goodness. So we do get some really cool shots of uh, Henri and Lise in the car where she is like crying and Henri like is looking on with what I could only describe as a combination of despair and pity. Hmm. Like- Gorgeous shots. The idea where he's about to do the good guy
1: thing, but he's not happy about it. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Exactly. So anyway, that and then finally, we are on this gigantic dance scene that is 17 minutes long that we've been talking about this entire episode.
1: So this is the one that I think because it's in several segments and it starts with the sketch has somehow miraculously by the wind been blown so that the edges match up and it's now one whole sketch again. And then it fades like it solidifies fades into gene kelly and now the painting is a set yes oh my god (laughs) dancing in front of it and like it's all black and white sketch and he's in this like either black or like navy colored like outfit Mm -hmm. that's pretty baller actually
0: his costumes throughout this entire sequence are yeah. fantastic.
1: But like, and then it so slowly starts, to like color gets added. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. But this, and then it continues to transition into like other scenes on like Parisian streets. Mm-hmm. And like in this fountain, there's a really cool area. But because it can be split into like very distinct sections.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, because Lise also appears in the sequence. Yes. And so. they,
1: they both appear in each segment of the Mm -hmm. sequence and they like dance together and stuff. And sometimes they're really big crowd dances. Sometimes it's just the two of them, but because they both appear in each section and they're very distinct sections, both visually and musically and like stylistically, I think it would have been really cool if that 17 minute musical number had been chopped up into individual sections and then woven throughout the whole film So that at the end, where it's kind of cutting between the various sections of the two of them, that would have kind of like tied whatever that last section is into all of the previous sections, and then that would have again given the idea of like throughout the movie of him because they have like the little dance numbers and they do that thing with the painting sometimes, but not super consistently. Well, they only did it like once, exactly. And so I think if they had carried that more throughout and like leaned more into the fact that he is this artist then it would have made that idea of like their relationship being kind of this surrealist romanticized version of a relationship Mm -hmm. the same way that like the version of Paris we see is this especially through the version of Paris we see not only in the film but through his paintings is like this surrealist romanticized ideal ideal version of paris and then that would have been even more powerful against like the backdrop of this like post-war post-world war ii like destroyed decimated paris that's like struggling economically like i'm i'm asking for a lot granted i I don't think you're asking i think i'm asking for a lot from this movie based on the likely intent Of when it was being developed and made because Mm. it is clearly being made to be like the showcase of gene kelly's dancing and choreography talents and gershwin's music and to be just a visual treat i'm asking it to do a lot on like the emotional and like thematic front that i don't think it was necessarily intended to do but it can do
0: both is the thing i know and i wish that's why i'm disappointed and
1: had that been the case and then you know speaking of the ending The car comes back. It's honking. Lise gets out of the car. Henri's brought her back. They, Jerry and Lise, run to meet each other on the steps, kiss, put their arms around each other, walk off into the night, and it ends. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Hated that again.
0: Like, what the fuck happened if to had some sort the of exhibition?
1: What I yes. So what I kind of wanted like ah. was for Lee to go away, <laughs> for Jerry to. And I know I was saying I was Team Jerry and Milo, but I think it would have actually been much more poetic for him to then pull out of the exhibition, and the final shot to be him resetting up on his like little corner of the street with his mm-hmm. art. I think that could have been so powerful thematically. And again, if we like split that number throughout the film and kind of carried that theme of the paintings becoming mm-hmm. the dance numbers a little bit more clearly and then it wouldn't have been so tiring with that like 17 minute dance number because at one point I literally went there's more
0: no it's I like I loved the the pas de deux between um Lise and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> there, I'll just go with that. Um, favorite favorite part of that whole sequence was when they were on the fountain. And then mm-hmm. like they And it had that Lise like switch. great
1: silhouette. Exactly.
0: So uh, really, if you're going to watch any part of this movie and you only have half an hour, watch the 17 minutes of this dance sequence twice.
1: Because again, like the... Well, <laughs> and the thing is like the parts of this movie that are so great um, are v- the visual. And I think they're all shown off mm-hmm. so well in that dance sequence. But... I do think this movie could have said a lot more powerful stuff and like kind of used the visual innovation to better serve a plot and characters than it did.
0: Mm -hmm. Agreed. So I feel like I were like shortchanging that dance number a little bit by not talking more about it. But I don't know how to describe
1: it step by step because neither of us are dancers.
0: Right. Well, and the thing is, we're just going to be broken records. So it's gorgeous. That I think is absolutely worth I'll see
1: if times. I can find like a link to like just the dance sequence on YouTube and like tweet it out or something yeah. when we release the episode um but like that it, that really is worth watching mm-hmm. um even if you prefer your Gene Kelly tap dancing because he does right. some tap dancing <laughs> very good, which is nice. but <laughs> and the rest awesome of it is, is very very outfit. visually cool too um so the last segment I kind of want to talk about before we go into our rankings is because I think you know this is a big Gene Kelly dance musical and I think to some extent this is unfair to do to this movie but i'm going to do it anyway because i'm a hypocrite and that is compared to singing in the rain so singing in the rain came out the year after and singing in the rain was not super popular at the time whereas american in paris was like crazy well-reviewed people at the time like critics were calling it the best musical ever Like, all of that stuff. Singing in the Rain very much flew under radar. Not even... Like, the only Oscar nomination it got was um, Gene Hagen for her performance as Lena Lamont. Like, very underserved. You know, nowadays, Singing in the Rain is the one. Like, it is the one that we hold up. And I think that is because it takes some of the concepts from American in Paris that they toyed with, and it does them effectively. Like, you have segments of Singing in the Rain that are a bit like the movie within the movie, Mm -hmm. but they're like integrated into the plot. The songs in Singing in the Rain, by and large, are integrated into the plot and they serve some sort of purpose for moving forward character development and plot of the movie. Like the song Singing in the Rain, it's if we compare that song of like Gene Kelly's character talking about like and singing about how in love he is with this girl to the one in American Paris, the song's a better song the choreography i'm gonna say is better choreography because it's so iconic but like both have really good choreography but like it feels so much more appropriate because like we knew he was falling for kathy but he's never actually said it Mm -hmm. and then to like have that whole sequence and it's just more visually effective that this guy's like so in love he's like dancing around in the rain that like everyone else is like miserable because of because he doesn't care and then you have you know the chemistry between um Debbie Reynolds and Gene Kelly, which is just so much more than the chemistry between Leslie Caron and Gene Kelly. Like I think, Singing in the Rain just is better. It's better. <laughs> like on every category. Almost. I've
0: I have nothing to rebut anything. Yeah, that you I think, just said. and I
1: think that is, to some extent unfair with To American in Paris because American in Paris, in a lot of ways, is more visually innovative mm-hmm. than Singing in the Rain. Oh, absolutely, like easily. But like, I mean, you know, the the cool visuals are great, but if. I don't really care that much about it's your characters. very fluffy. Like, it's,
0: it's cotton candy. I mean,
1: like, if, singing if, in the rain is no not substance. especially deep. Em- well, you know, but, like, I care about. But you have about,
0: well-defined characters that you can actually yeah, care, care about, about a lot. Yeah, I care about Don. And, I
1: care about Cosmo. I care about Kathy. Like.
0: I care. I cared only about Milo.
1: And that was just because we loved her name and her style. We thought she and her brashness. Yeah. yeah, and so you know, if you if you don't have like the plot and the characters, then like I have a hard time. Like the visuals are great, but I'm mm-hmm. not really going to love the movie unless like I can like Care I can't get emotionally attached to visuals.
0: That's fair. I get very emotionally attached to music, and that's do. why I love the dance sequence so much. I mean, it was it, is it was like great. Musically an American and in Paris, Gershwin's American yeah. in Paris. So. Um, That is what is saving it from being at the very bottom of my list right now. Cool. So speaking of, where
1: did it end up in your list?
0: So I decided to put it at number 14. 14. And so that is just below the halfway point at this this area. Mm-hmm. So it is after the lost weekend and before going my way. So Man, I, I
1: didn't really get the lost weekend that low. Yeah, God, I, loved I just that didn't, movie. I
0: like visually it was good. It just didn't resonate with oh, me like res- I think it did, it did with you. Um, with me. but not because I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I feel like I need to clarify that. But but for me, um,
1: it was just I love a postmodernist yeah. ending. If you cannot tell by like how I wanted this movie to end.
0: But for me, American in Paris, I think. Was much more impressive of a film than Going My Way, and instead of just having like Bing Crosby be like the big, really great star in it, you had other really good performers around him. Not to say that being supporting cast wasn't good, it's but
1: it was kind of Bing like, Barry Fitzgerald, and that was exactly
0: it. exactly. So this this felt like grander, and the visuals of it were even though Going My Way had some good visual Songs moments, while not great were better exactly. Um, but in terms of it actually oh, I guess we actually... no
1: that's probably the other musical Is not, it a musical like Not I Ziegfeld. I bet it's going Miley would count as the but other is musical musical I don't know Yes anyway. it is because it has it has the Bing song. Crosby that one singing. is a musical. That was the other one. It's Broadway Melody of 1929 mm-hmm. and Going My Way. Because you're right well, about go. Ziegfeld. They're not really. Yeah, like songs. they're just
0: like numbers. But I um, take back everything. I <laughs> it's after The Lost Weekend because Lost Weekend dealt with themes in a much, much, much more effective manner and still had some it visual so stunners good. in Anybody it. listened so. to Ian. The Lost Weekend um, really
1: good. Everyone should watch it. it it's a downer. <laughs> but everyone should watch it.
0: Oh, it's good, but re- like here's the thing. You got to watch it. At my night. like top 10 is so good. It's I know, really hard. It's to, getting it's, yeah. Like it's going to start to get there feel was, really wrong there have was, some of these I films it, so low. <laughs> I can't remember what movie it
1: was, but there was one of them I was like, "Man, I should have placed this higher." But then I looked at everything that I'd placed above it and yep. I was like, "But I wouldn't put it above any of these." Exactly. Okay, so for my ranking for An American in Paris, it is my new number 13. So one place higher, and I am putting it ahead of Gentleman's Agreement, but after Life of Emil Zola. Okay. And Life of Emil Zola is kind of my, like that is the halfway point. It that is, is my further cutoff from my Emil top
0: than it is Gentleman's. Yeah. yeah, okay,
1: easily. Um, and that's just because, like Gentleman's, that like last little, I think it was the last like half hour was mm-hmm. like really good. But I found the performances also very wooden in that for the majority of it. Yeah. And the dialogue wasn't very good. And it just was not – it wasn't visually interesting. Like visually it cannot hold a candle to American in Paris.
0: Oh, that's absolutely true.
1: Yeah. So for me it's the fact that like while I had issues with, you know, the performances sometimes and I had issues with the lack of plot and like the way the movie resolved itself, like Mm -hmm. at least, you know, like – I was so satisfied with, like, the set design and the choreography and the music and the costume design. Like, all of the technical aspects were there for me. And so even when I was frustrated with the characters, it was still very interesting to watch. Yes. So, and still, like, held my attention. So that's why I'm putting it there. Cool.
0: Well, I agree with ranking it not high. (laughs) Which I feel, I don't know. The way that you hear this film talked about is often so positive that... Like the visuals, the visuals and the cinematography and the music all extremely positive. But it fell so flat on the themes and plot.
1: It is not a stronger Oscar winner. And I know that I, you know, we're saying that it was so well regarded at the time and how that's changed a lot. And I think a lot of that has to do with like the staying power of Singing in the Rain and how popular that became. Because it is hard not to compare the two. I find at least it's Mm -hmm. very hard not to compare the two. So, you know, people aren't as complimentary of it now I would say in some of the more recent reviews we read of it are definitely not as complimentary but I I am sure it has some diehard fans and I think if you lean more towards your interest in movies being technically based instead of plot or character based I think this would be a very appealing movie
0: oh totally agree because you can't like some of the tricks that they were pulling with editing and like color and all that it, it was it was cool yeah and so, it was
1: it was fun to watch because like we said like this is the first color film we've i mean not the first color film that we've watched for this podcast since gone with it, while, because we've though. done we've well we did like you know special episodes on like Die Hard in the room
0: well but <laughs> movies made in the you last wanna, 20 you years don't, talk don't about count. like the um at least not yet
1: color <laughs> symbolism of the room again <laughs> But, you know, this was the first, I guess, Best Picture winner that was in color yeah, uh, since, since Gone, Gone with, with the Wind. Wind. So it was very uh, fun to watch and kind of something new and different. Yeah. And new and different always gets points with me. Okay. So that is it for American in Paris or An American in Paris. Correct. I'm, yeah, just dropping the An. Um, so <sighs> articles don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So. Um, next time we'll be doing
0: the greatest show on earth
1: i think it's Cecil the greatest B. show on DeMille. earth but in the meantime if you want to find us on social media we are at best pictures pod on instagram and twitter we love to hear from you guys hear your thoughts on american in paris or any of the other movies we've done or any movies that you just want to talk about like if we haven't seen them we'll try and watch them more <laughs> if we've seen them i'm sure we'll have some thoughts to share um you can also uh email us in at best at gmail.com if your thoughts are a little bit more long form and uh we would love if you would subscribe rate review especially rate and review that helps us with kind of you know moving forward how we tackle movies what we talk about on the podcast uh, because we definitely have a lot of thoughts that we don't get to on the podcast yes. Um, So kind of what you guys like us to focus on and also it helps other people find us.
0: Exactly. So with that, thanks for listening. And again, tune in next time for either special episode or The Greatest Show on Earth. Which I
1: I mean Does I think our show have, might be the greatest well, show. Well, I on think it. we have to make that one the greatest show of our show. Like I think feel like pressure's on. Get excited. The like, greatest show on earth on the greatest show of the Best Pictures Podcast. I don't know what we're gonna do. Like plate spinning? I don't know. Does that work on an audio medium?
0: Definitely. Only if we drop them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But with that, thanks for listening. Tune in next time.